0: And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today.
1: So once again, no smoking in this theater. Mm. Oh no! It is recording right now. It is recording right now, and it looked right. Yeah. Do I sound? So oh I'll man! Just, you know what? Should we sound check the again? minute
2: that we started recording, I heard every tiny little like bump and scrape that
1: oh. oh. this fucking table. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, hmm. uh, well, we Please can we don't. can do a little bit of live. It is literally around here. You're talking to air- air- air. You table, U- you talk into that, nice. Cody. You're talking to that at conversational volume. However, you're going to be talking, you guys just go, and I'll, I'll tweak on the on the fly. So I, I don't, I shouldn't touch the table <laughs> as best you can. Try to avoid touching the table. I yeah, that would be honest, ideal. Can we? we move, but... Can
0: we do? So the main problem here is this table. Like, just can, can we do? Can I? Can I kind of like? We can also here? just like. Never, no, 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 we're good. We're good. And then, right. so I'll just. Can you do that? Scooch in like this. Okay, I'm ready. If you can do that, and I'll try not to touch the table. Are you going to?
2: Is straddling that table leg gonna make you too horny? It's a pretty horny movie we're talking about already. Okay, okay. So like a asking some
0: questions. You, we're talking about an animated film, I assume for kids. Yes. I did this? Film, okay, did yeah. this
3: movie inspire the song from that Donnie? Whoops, sorry, from that Donnie Darko movie, Mad like, World. Very,
1: very. <laughs> mad World. Sure.
2: Yeah, good one.
1: Uh, no, there is. There is. There is very a, there's at oh, least yeah. a. There's, <laughs> very, very good joke. There is at least a doll jacking off. I will insin- insist on this. I will download the movie. I will make a GIF. You will see that the doll is clearly jacking off, too. In the scene where there are two uh, giants fighting before the bulbous guy with his spyglass and shit, before he's introduced, those two giants fighting have clear, gigantic, flopping dicks. I don't know how you guys didn't notice That's
0: that. That's not inherently sexual, though. That's just
3: biological.
1: It's you know, too anatomical. Bad. Anatomical, yeah.
3: Fighting. It's, it's pretty gay. There was a stretch where think. I dissociated while watching, so I may have missed it. That's a compliment, I think. <laughs> it may have been
2: triggered, in fact, by said dicks.
1: Maybe you... I don't know. Cody, I think you need to be a little bit closer. Do I? Yeah, because I think since Terry doesn't have a pop filter, he's getting closer. So it's where the oh. fuck did my pop filter go? It's a great question again. I soda filter? Start How's that? Did
2: you bring that pop filter or did <laughs> you? Oh, steal I got a out? I
3: got a pop filter. Oh, you have an extra? Yeah, because I was like, oh, if I HP, if, HP, I, HP, if, I, if I my came, I can just bring it.
0: Yeah,
2: but where is mine?
0: Maybe that is your
2: pop. I mean, there should be two. There should be one for each of these mics. It's
0: probably upstairs at your desktop yeah, computer maybe. where you usually uh, have your recording set up. Up at the desktop. Upstairs.
2: I don't want to record up there. Yeah, just, uh, I would never be uh, down here. Faster, if I more anything. performance.
0: one of the most better connected to the internet. In the desktop computer from here. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> it's like it's absurd. Statistics. You're on a it's fucking landline. Space. You know. You're uh, anyway. Uh, am I
3: close enough? How's this sound? You see, you and the better. points I'm making, they'll probably be made at around this volume, maybe, uh, unless no, they're not, in which case I'll sound way. different. If
0: I generally speak right here, am I
1: catching up enough, or is it very, very quiet? Yeah. Really, I think it'll need to be more like this. I can turn our, guys, turn up our sensitivity. But why doesn't it's gonna you be really really take this mic and I can sit over no, 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 you're good. Do
2: do do good. See we've see done this.
1: Okay, everybody's leveled. It's been
3: almost three years
1: since I've done this. It's been 84 We're years. We're still recording. I hope, right? We are still recording. Thank Don't worry. Fucking god. Um, when everybody's ready, we can actually get to. We're just have another sip of coffee here. Nice.
0: Please stop. Please stop making those sounds, man. That's
1: just Cody. What are you talking about? It's just the way he drinks coffee. Rousy. Ah, and that was the sound of me this drinking is not water. ideal
3: just Rouse. <laughs> what was the fucking? There. I said something in Scooby Doo voice to you and Sky as you we were. What the fuck was it? I, can't remember.
1: <laughs> I think I was there. It was really funny, wasn't it? It did... was it what after was House or was it? It, after was, it was after me. Oh, okay. I thought it was, maybe there was. A... I forget was... <laughs> what the fuck you were saying, but we both laughed. I think
3: that. my br- my brain had really started to crumble because I said two <laughs> words. One of them started with red. <laughs> 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 or, or, no, no. One of them started with R. Why did I? Was it maybe one, was one of them red? I can't I remember. remember. I sincerely don't remember. My, but I do remember I you doing. I need more this. coffee. But then I just made the second one start with an R and said it like like Scuber Dubert. <laughs> uh,
2: all right. Did that affect things? How am I sounding? Uh,
1: you've always sounded okay. Um, it's just like the difference between you guys was that. That's good. Just yeah, kiss right up on the top filter. You should be good.
3: All right. Okay. Can we uh, squirt out any more uh,
1: hardware Get setup more changes? more squirties for the podcast? Thank you so much for listening to Try Love. It's a literal roundtable podcast. Actually, finally, once again, literally on a roundtable no! in person. You couldn't tell. We are putting this together while Aaron's in town. Welcome back, Aaron. Hello. Happy to be here. Oh, he sounds first the for the so first, t- for first just time ever. Up a
2: special <laughs> yeah', yeah I'm, I'm trying <laughs> he's been bit.
1: demoted we didn't know how to <laughs> tell him uh, you can find us on Twitter at triallo you can find the Trilon at Trilon and at Trilon.org get tickets and showings and other cool ways to support the Trylon there and uh, in person uh, it's on 33rd and Minnehaha I think I'm trying to remember the exact That's address right. of the Trylon uh, you can see it by the by the signage outside right outside of Wild Flyer check it out if you ever get to uh, if you ever get to Minneapolis yes I'm crooked in a weird way against the audio uh, against the focus Are right you
2: surprised that the Trylon has an address
1: I'm
0: su- no I'm surprised that Jason is plugging the address <laughs> of the Trylon like he's never I don't done know, that before it, it, like, well, it's, uh, we'll it's an, in, per- in, the show notes, it's an in
1: person episode I figure if you can be at the Trylon in person be there in person we were there last night and it was a wonderful time there are no quotes from this movie per se so i was cody's looking at me like a shitty grin uh but you can find me i'm jason Daphnis on twitter at trial at uh, god damn it at Nintendoofus. if you can't take the heat stay out of the way of the things that
3: shoot fire at you and burn you into a crispy critter (laughs) i'm cody narvison and you can find me on crispy twitter at cody underscore bh oh no i'm harry <laughs> Mack, and you can find me on twitter at shudaki
0: my name is aaron and i look forward to hearing cody uh basically read leviticus
1: at the end of this episode well, you can find to. me on yeah. twitter at rb please there's really nothing else to do is there um uh yeah today's episode has been months in the making uh today's film was 30 some years in the making uh do you have a summary for us aaron Yes, I do.
0: I uh, would like to say that this is basically, you know, we do kind of joke about the, the Trilon kind of giving everyone, you know, just like, like, you know, the Godzilla series, for example, that's clearly, clearly, uh, you know, God himself, like being nice to Harry Mackin. Um, you know the certain, certain, certain series. I think that this is this is this is my gimme. You know what I mean? It's uh, weird
2: because you didn't go to the Trilon to see it. I didn't,
0: but I did see it at the Music Box Theater oh. in Chicago well, just, uh, during you know, its original if theatrical this was the, run.
2: If this was the one, and you were in town for it, right? It was like yeah. the God-appointed uh, series for you. That's
0: true. And you did not go to it. I, I had a concert. Uh we are talking about Mad God 2021 film directed by Phil Tippett. Uh, probably worth talking about Phil Tippett a little bit. He is a, uh, extremely notable kind of, uh, famed, um, visual effects supervisor. I guess is maybe a good way to, to sum it up. Uh, worked, done a lot of like practical effects and also consulting on, um, you know, uh, some digital effects and whatnot over the course of his career. He has worked on films like, uh, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Starship Troopers. Um, did a lot with
2: little things, just little, just indie projects,
0: little indie projects. Uh, job of the Hut, I think that was that was him.
2: You can tell if you didn't know you watch this movie and you're like, oh yeah, that's there's the a lot of even Joseph
0: Job of <laughs> the Huts in this film. Yes, um, this film uh, was created over the course of 30 years, kind of. Uh, In spurts maybe is a a good way to kind of describe it Not continuously but kind of stopping and starting quite a bit Uh, Was eventually finished due to a successful uh, Kickstarter campaign Um, The film is largely a labor of love uh, by Tippett Uh, Consists almost entirely of practical effects and stop-motion animation Uh, I am basically saying that because the actual plot summary of this film is uh i mean gibberish Uh, a figure called the assassin descends into a hellish pit with a small map and a suitcase containing a bomb uh they intend to plant the bomb at the bottom uh, of this uh pit which is basically this kind of hellish world they're they're descending through um and as they travel even further down they encounter uh, a number of different horrific areas and sites and creatures and beasts and whatnot um it's a very weird dreamlike movie that kind of is impossible to sum up in any sort of comprehensive way. So yes, that, that is mad God.
1: Um, I don't even, I don't even know where where to go from that. Um, I like this movie is very hard to discuss in terms of like broad unifying thing. The only unifying thing that I picked out as per our, per our podcast, like uh, MO is like just, torture agony uh uh, fucking exploitation throughout cody said that we're gonna say a certain word many times on this podcast likely the word is capitalism Mm. (laughs) Uh, throughout many different layers of hell um of, of this movie i think of it more in terms of it's like set pieces uh and like how they're i don't know like just the sheer scale of um all of these proprietary resources being put into each specific scene. Like I was remarking that there seemed to be no shared resources or props or anything between scenes, except like characters and some, like I was going to about to say NPCs because this movie reminds me of a lot of uh, video games, but just like looking at it and recognizing it as a real thing in the world and seeing that like the pieces are uh, like just the physicality of it all is like really Aaron prepped us for like throwing up during this movie. I don't think, I don't think it got that close, but like, it's he
2: underestimated just how deeply desensitized and
1: cynical we all. Are. Unfortunately, yes, we're all pretty fucked up.
2: I I did uh, when I
0: saw it at the music box that surgery scene. I started feeling nauseous, like I was. I. It's rough. It's uh the this a lot of it's the sound. I know we're talking about like the visuals here, but the the sound is is also. Everything's very squishy it's so wet, and man. wet. It's the yeah, wet movie. <laughs> in in different ways. You think you oh, think yeah. wet. You're like, oh, well, that's it. No, there, there's multiple You'll ways. You'll learn you can new be ways wet. to
1: be wet. Yeah, watching this movie. fleshy. And
2: um, oh, you know, I mean it that way, Jason. Give me that look.
1: very sloppy wet coins on the ground pulled from my innards bullshit. Yeah, no, I I like. I'm going back to my notes because it is hard to keep track of like what happened and when in this movie. But um, the like did. I want to know from Aaron and Harry specifically, did you, while watching this movie, did you get the whole, I'm sorry, because Cody's not the video game boy in the room. Did you, have you played the Little Nightmares or Play Dead games, like inside? And no.
2: Oh, I played
0: inside. Yeah, uh, inside rocks. Yeah, the, uh, I I played inside. Uh, little nightmares is not. A it play is not played dead. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very play much, dead inspired. Very much more like yeah. Um, but I played a little bit of Little Nightmares. Yes, very kind of similar to this. Yes, that
2: so you end up being the aki Ball and you roll through everything at the end of. Well, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ouch.
1: Well, It's a six-year-old it. game, yeah. Um, no, I like... the
3: cube, but go off. Okay. <laughs>
1: the, the the shape and motion of this movie reminded me a lot, for better or worse, Poisoned Video Game Brain, of, like, a side-scrolling video game. It's obviously, like, very reminiscent of uh, point-and-click. Like, I'm thinking, what is it? um The fucking Neverhood or whatever Doug to Naples was part of years ago. Yeah. And, like, that recent resurgence of stop-motion. Uh, just the angles that are that this world is shot from, um I, I like... The, it, everything is made to maximize like your view of the world around it without explanation of like what is about to come or what has just been explained. It's it's like just a large series of set pieces until it's tied together with some like narrative threads. The guy in the sky, uh, Alex Cox, um, some like the nurse character and uh, the the little uh, clock watchmaker guy. Was he the mad god? By the way. Are we assuming that that guy was was the, the god of the mad god? Was it he the, the, the little short guy with known the bulbous nose? the
2: alchemist by the end. Sorry, my pot folk. I don't know if the there's a literal mad god in the film.
0: Are we all, kind of, of open to interpretation? I th- I but thought it was Phil. Uh, I, yes, Actually, I mean yeah, also is. maybe Ooh. self-insert character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I agree with that. I, I didn't think as much uh, in regard to like video games so much as I I thought kind of like. Um, this, this film is like a very grotesque version of like an animation showcase, you know, like those VHSs you used to be able to buy back in the day that would have, you know, 30 different cartoons on it. Um, I had one that was like four VHSs and like six hours long. Uh, and it was just like, I don't know, probably like a hundred cartoons. You know what I mean? And you know, just like throw that on on Sundays and it was just kind of the same thing of like, it is not, uh, there is not some kind of through line between each of these scenes it is uh, and it's kind of mm, reductive there, there is a thematic one i think but yeah. the, it is kind of a collection of scenes and, mm. and tippet kind of acknowledged that as much when he talked about um when he was talking about in various interviews the making of the film it was very much um him kind of piecing together in the same way that someone like kind of lynch has admitted to uh in his films he he very much like makes scenes and has ideas and feelings and goes for that and then kind of pieces it together kind of after the fact um, which i doesn't i'm not saying that to like devalue the movie i think that's a valid way to work
3: right, right?
1: yeah i, I really love that about this movie that it did like you can just tell he had a shot and he i guess he and, and the people who were making the movie with uh, had shots in mind from the very first opening shot of like that tower of babel looking thing against the sun uh like and the that alone must have been an image in the in in his head that like then fades to another image like I would love str- to see
2: the storyboard. I
1: this. know. That's what I was thinking during the movie was like what a smart way to get all those days out as like oh various descending layers of hell you can have so many different aesthetics you can have like this bombed out city looking thing you can have a graveyard of like combined uh, like butcher um like i'm thinking of the first time that there's like real tension in the movie is when um you said it's the assassin the yeah, main ranger guy it. um when he like has to hide from that monster with the big teeth and he finds the guy who's screeching like a monkey and cuts off his tail uh that scene has like so many different Con- conceptual aesthetics going on They're like graves with like Christian crosses on them in the foreground There's just detritus between him and all of those And then in the background there are like apartment buildings where people are being Murdered and laughing and, pl- and just like Concepts that he did not Need to tie together necessarily with like A unifying narrative or theme per se Just like maybe blowing up this whole world Is like the point, the assassin Lays a bomb, Every each one of them that's uh that's Sent out has something to destroy that world But to like stage them as Descending levels where it's like nothing needs to be attached to the next thing. Like it's so layered. I I know it's like the time that I thought this is a really smart structure was. Oh, gee. It's after, um, the Hey People s- scene where there's a big monster that comes and like thrashes one of them, uh, to death. And he like crawls down into a like a trap door. Right. The, the assassin crawls down into a trap door. And then the next thing he's in is just like these incredibly intricate HR Giger looking like, did you ever read blame the manga? Uh, it's like a, the whole world is clearly not made for humans. It's made right. for, uh, for technology, for robots. So it's like not made for humans to move through. It reminded me of that because it's just like a series of corridors from there, uh, that then opens up. Or and like closes. the Stroma or something. Exactly. And to yeah. Get back to the yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, this is more like thought about the structure and, and form of the film than anything else. But I think combining that with the idea that it's a mixed media movie between, uh, live action film and CGI and some animation and some stop motion is just like, I don't know, it feels like he found some way to make this gigantic, weird ball of ideas into like a structured, formalized idea, if not a narrative, I guess. It it worked for me.
2: Um, I think it really worked for me, too. I was surprised by how thoughtful and I felt thematically consistent, at least, the creature design and sort of overarching idea of this universe was. Um, Everybody's been making reference. It reminded me a lot of, like... um, Harlan Ellison, the sci-fi writer, yeah, very if, much so. if like you yeah. can basically imagine the most cynical possible sci-fi and Nihilistic make it, in make any it kind worse. Of way. Yeah, yeah uh, he did. Um, I have no mouth and I must scream. That's probably uh. his most famous. Um, but something that's always really captivated me about his work and like um, some of the darkest sci-fi is this idea that it accepts sort of as a premise before we even get started that Consciousness is sort of fundamentally, um, out of step with the realities of nature, um, in such a way that it creates, um, suffering that is literally unnatural, right? It's like these things maybe were made to, to suffer this way. They weren't made to know about it the way that we clearly do. And the, the fact that we know that we are suffering Um, in this system was never supposed to happen. And there's something that is so horrifying about that. And, um, even beyond that, something that I really loved about this is that I guess I went in thinking that it was going to be pure chaos, but very clearly the, and this is maybe the capitalism that Cody was talking about. So we'll get to this, but like everything that is happening in this movie has a purpose, right? It's all there. This is some horrible engine of creation and d- destruction, and that makes it worse than if it were purely chaos. You get the feeling that this suffering, this this horror, is driving something,
1: or being driven by, or something, being driven like, by something. Yeah.
2: That's the the mad god, right? Like there is design here, there is intention, hmm. there is like something building here. That makes it worse, right? The fact that it's so beyond our comprehension—we're not supposed to know exactly what's happening here. Right? We're just supposed to know that somebody wanted this, right? Or if somebody didn't want this, then like something is being made. Like these are these are people who have you know like the surgeons, right? They're desperately looking for something. The assassin is trying to blow this up. Everything here is doing something. Even the the fucking hay men who are created to be destroyed and to hate the fact that they're alive.
1: Right? And I think what makes that. So an interesting idea to like buttress against what you actually see in the movie is that uh, like that, that concept of purpose of structure of intent. marries like is so at odds with what you see in the movie being um, just like detritus tra- It's like trash world after trash world, like very little of it seems designed. There are some right. areas that seem to be like former uh, or like current living uh, uh, like situations, maybe apartment buildings or former cities or something like that. But like most of these worlds do not appear to be like, I don't, I don't know, when I think about post-apocalypse and uh, and uh, uh, post-whatever fictions, it's like you can see the remnants of some world or like the former glory of a thing. And here it looks literally just like somebody threw a bunch of associated trash, like like yeah. the bins at a Goodwill, you know, like things that just seem tangently related to one another because and, maybe somebody owned them once.
2: And one thing I love about that is that we see revealed at the end the reason why is because the relative period of habitable civilization before the apocalypse is moments, right? In in this mm. universe, like at the very end of this movie, sorry to jump to the end, but like we see another layer formed basically. I mean, maybe you can think it's an, and it's an entire another universe. To me, what was happening at the end of this movie was just the next layer uh, on top of the sort of sediment of this world was being formed mm. and it instantly is destroyed, right? Because like there's a moment where skyscrapers are built as if by magic and then it all falls apart again right as if by design because hey guess what maybe there is some design oh, here right but okay. I, and that was the sort of final cynical turn thematically for me was this idea that the assassin We thought he was the protagonist, right? The hero, he was going to end this, right? That's what the time bomb was supposed to be. It turns out that that was all part of the plan as well, right? That all fits into the greater design of this world, is Mm. that the assassin has a role to play like everybody else. He is the person who brings about the end of one layer and the beginning of another so that it can all happen again, right? And so, like, I really love that, like, this... Everything happens in this movie in cycles, right? We see the end of the world over and over again as we descend, like Dante, through these layers of hell. And then at the end of the movie, we see the next layer form, and that's sort of the final project, right? It's like, oh, there is no end to this. It's just going to go on. I don't know. What did you make of all of that, I guess?
1: Well, I was going to ask Cody because we talked a little bit about this last night, how, like, I saw cycles, like, of the – like Harry was saying, as soon as we build uh, a metropolis again at some – like. I guess to to go back to like the the plot purposes of this the assassin is uh killed for what's in his body and his body is this infant of some kind grounded into space the Razorhead baby <laughs> is essentially really a lot louder than the Razorhead baby uh,
0: oh you should watch the Razorhead again <laughs> that baby is very loud is that loud. baby loud as shit oh yeah I, I just remember I just remember like
1: pipes whirring and electricity buzzing and shit oh, that's man. all I remember from that movie Razorhead
4: rocks <laughs> Eraserhead's
1: Razorhead's pretty good I did think of it during this movie Um, but the baby is grounded into space dust tossed into a black hole and there's a you know explosion of basically the new Cambrian age uh, suddenly becomes skyscrapers suddenly becomes nuclear war is annihilated and we just sort of end of the movie on uh, like the waiting for the, I, I think the last shot actually is the, it's cuckoo clocks. Mm-hmm. Is it actually it's the cuckoo the, clocks? Yeah, it's the cuckoo clock. It, I guess just before that, the, uh, the last shot is the cuckoo clock. Well, I, I guess now I'm, I'm taking the question that I was trying to ask Cody, I'm answering it myself, but did you think any more about that, about like, what's Harry saying about that cycle about like new layers of this world being built? And um,
2: specifically, how does it? I mean, if if I can ask two questions at once, uh, okay.
3: English teacher asking four questions at once. <laughs> for, uh,
2: how does that fit into uh, capitalism and, and what you were thinking about really that, those critiques? All right, uh,
3: uh, I feel that's fair. <laughs> and I'm yeah, the, you said I'm it. The arbiter of these things. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I honestly, I'm I'm reconsidering some things, and I, I'm coming at this from the perspective of I, I guess, where to start. I one thing I really like that when movies do it, it the idea of like we're gesturing at a broader world we're we're world building and we're also gesturing at like the bigger final product and like within the span of the runtime we just like we're never going to get to all of it um sort of like leaving leaving it up to the imagination to to fill in the, in the blanks for like what you know what is the underlying backbone here what are the connecting threads and um, you know, throughout the first you know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, we, we see elements of this world being introduced. And built uh and then just like what feels like just kind of like more examples you Mm -hmm. know like more things being consumed or or eaten or or repurposed kind of the, the cyclical nature of things but just like different iterations a different goodwill bin being tossed out and and glued together and like my initial thought was like i don't know if i feel the need to to watch this movie again but the more i think about it the more i think that like i was like it's it's overwhelming the 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 sensory images and the textures um like it's only it was only until like once we were far away from the trial and that I was able to be like, OK, like let's let's try and think about this. And I almost thinking how all that, you know, is playing into kind of the the few threads that we do have in this movie, the the couple consisting consistent, uh, consistent rotating characters. The fact that the bomb, you know, it, it comes back visually just like right at the end and like. I guess part of me reads the ending as, like, I whether or not the bomb, like, actually canonically goes off. Not to say that it's, like, the movie's call to action, but just, like, like, inevitably a bomb should go off. Mm -hmm. Like, whether that bomb goes off when the new layer is formed. And, like, I don't know how to read the cuckoo clock necessarily if that's supposed to be some kind of, like taking it at face value being like hey it's time motherfuck like that that seems a little too crude (laughs) and like because for this for a movie that's so like avant-garde and and all over the place
4: right exactly
3: like it it feel like that was my first thought just like that seems like way too on the nose and straightforward but but I don't know that's that's like kind of what I'm kicking around is like I don't would I like it more if like there there was a more not intentional reading, but just like more breadcrumbs, maybe because like my brain isn't that big, but I I'm, I kind of like what I'm chewing on quite a bit.
0: I uh I I kind of view the end of the film very much as like a kind of like a I think a question kind of being asked to the audience that I, mm. I do not think there is a canonical answer to does that bomb go off and destroy sure. like, all of this or is it you know maybe halted by some sort of big bang esque restart? Mm. I mean I I think the I think the implied um plot element is that yes this there's the cyclical universe that kind of keeps repeating um I think the the cuckoo clock as this kind of ironic deflation of the tension mm-hmm. uh with the bomb is I think meant to I think it's kind of meant to ask like what do you as a member of the audience think happens like I think the question being asked is do things eventually uh, reach a breaking point or do they simply continue to just kind of, uh, cycle in perpetuity? Um, I read, I read it kind of as a hopeful ending. Um, but that is not, I th- I think it is very much a film where you kind of bring yourself to the mm. interpretation of the end. What
2: about
3: it seems hopeful to you?
0: I, I think that it is eventually saying, hey, this bomb will
3: eventually go off. The, oh, fact, the fact that the ticker does eventually get to, like, it takes a long time, but the fact that it does hit that point, like, the, even just, like, seeing that, I, I feel is... I think something. it is
0: saying that things cannot continue yeah. in this manner forever, that there something will kind of break, water will boil over, you know, whatever kind of metaphor interesting um, yeah. you want to use. Um, that, I mean, that that is kind of my... Interpretation of the ending, um, but also I, I could totally see somebody just reading and is like, no, it's just going to keep repeating. That's why there's the yeah. the I mean the the it's not really called too much attention to, but the you know the place where he, he drops the bomb. Uh, is just, like, a mountain of suitcases, right?
2: Right, just um, like his. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, and it's like, is this going to be the one to well, then, do anything different? Like, maybe, maybe right. not. Right, and I know.
2: don't think that this is actually irreconcilable from your reading, because I do like that reading a lot, but um it was very pointed to me that, like, the assassin had within him the actual material that was required to, like like continue the plans right. of the people that were ostensibly his enemies, right? Like they dig into him, they pull out all of the wealth out of his body, which is another great, not subtle, uh metaphor yeah, from go. Cody's perspective. Um and then they pull the, the the eraser head baby out, right? And it's like this is what we needed all along. So it was like it was sort of in fact like to me I read a lot of this as like your sort of agency, it's it's a little bit like um like that Disco Elysium quote that uh capitalism has the ability to subliminate all critiques into itself. It's like, this is, um, this is the assassin, like the last hope of humanity, like against the world, against this God. It turns out that he was actually, and his agency in this sort of like Greek fateful, tragic way was himself an instrument of, uh, continuing the cycle. However, um, I really like the cuckoo clock interpretation that you had there, um, especially as sort of like a—it's so dramatic, and it's such a break from the rest of the movie, right? Was, it's almost like a—it's like the, the curtains fall,
1: right? I was going to say, as juxtaposition with the rest of the movie, I think of less of it in terms of how dramatic it is versus how, like, um I guess, I don't know, expository it is throughout the movie. Like, each scene, like Cody was saying, is just, like, leaving so many loose ends loose. Uh, but— the sort of like the idea that that is a hopeful ending is such a strong maybe radical idea to me because the whole movie is so fucking mean <laughs> everybody fucking gets shit on split apart run over by cars just kind, like there's a whole scene the aquarium scene near the end where the uh, the alchemist you see the Alchemist.
2: That's what they he, call him on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, they
1: he he feeds these creatures in an aquarium of his. It's like the only beautiful thing in the movie is this one. Wonder, so this wonderful like sea, uh, like a bunch of coral and anemone and stuff, uh, and these two sea dwelling or like aquarium dwelling creatures are just enjoying a wonderful meal of maggots together and by the way
2: that was that was my nauseous point i really dislike maggots maybe maybe ironically because i'm kind of a bug guy but uh when i was watching that thing with its little mouth like just slurp up those maggots (laughs) That was when I was like,
1: oh man! Yeah, that,
0: that. But they're so, they're so cute. They're they are very such a cute good time. rocks. Yeah, they,
1: they are. And you want to root for them. And then the alchemist lets loose a spider monster of some kind, like a tiger striped spider monster that just devours one of them. And from the sidelines, the other one goes, Oh no! Oh, like like Mr.
3: Bill, Mr. Bill, yes, 100%. it's very
0: funny. Like I do think this movie is quite funny at times. Yeah. You know, in, 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 yeah. in a very dark way.
1: Yeah, in like in like a very. Me- I guess I'm just used to watching movies recently where it's like we don't need to be mean to like communicate these ideas, and it feels necessary that this movie is like, oh, this is he- this is just a torturous, exploitative place, level after level, no matter how inhabited or uninhabited it right. is. Which is, it, it bears the mark of just trademark. Uh, sardonic hateful shit every level It's
2: planned it's planned cruelty right it's like this is not a nature thing this is like very clearly like a post-industrial sort of like mechanized instrument engine for causing as much sort of like almost ironic some sort of like almost bitterly humorous cruelty as possible right and it's like I think that that therein lies some of the capitalist critique, right? It's like here we have yeah. designed something that is like more savage and horrible than than nature itself could ever possibly hope to be, right?
0: It it is also I think worth noting that that Phil Tippett kind of has talked about some of that stuff during some of the, the kind of the press runs for this film. Um, you know, he he very much said like this film is not putting forward, like, any specific, like, philosophy or ideology. Yeah, but everybody but, says that. I know. I, but, but he also does talk quite a bit. I mean, so he he's, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put, like, a label on his, like, political opinions per se, but, you know, he talks quite a bit about uh, his work with Paul Verhoeven, who he said he shares quite a lot politically with. Um, <laughs> it makes I mean, so
2: much fucking sense. I know, right?
0: Um, and, like, yeah, once it's, like, he's worked on RoboCop, on Starship Troopers, like, he, he does seem, you know, a lot of that, I think... Uh, maybe unconsciously, but like very much like drove uh, this film. I mean, in interviews, he, you know, he talked um, very quickly, but about like Palestine, for example, or um, a lot of the kind of the terrorism in the, uh, the 21st century and like how those kind of images um, stand out uh, as opposed to kind of a lot of the images of like modern warfare um, that is, we become desensitized to like images of, Rubble and people being killed and bombs and whatnot, and how like that sorts sorts to kind of like wash over you after at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he very much wanted to make this film to kind of not do that, but to have each each kind of indistinct or each distinct moment kind of stand out in it's that manner, making. so that it's yes, you are not desensitized at any moment. You just.
2: You're resensitized. It's like,
0: you get sensitized to, like, one... You get desensitized to, like, one little kind of oppression going on in this film. It's like, well, here's another kind. Just right. kind of slip in yeah, one. Here's sense. a different yeah. layer of this hell. Um,
1: yeah. It, it was, like, what kept me going through most of this movie. <clears throat> because, again, dialogue-less, it has no, like, clear narrative through line. Until maybe, like, the third act, when we start to pick up after the the assassin's, like, uh, eraser head baby. Um, there is... There's only visual stimulus to, like... Feed on, you know, like, and just watching a single character navigate through the space. You have no idea what they know about it. His map keeps falling apart, which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, I thought like, it was going to last the whole movie and be like, oh, at the end, then he finally finds the where he was supposed to. It's not nearly that like no. quaint or didactic. It falls apart in like the second scene it it appears, and then later there's like a skin based map. I don't know. That was the same map, I think. Was oh wait because they go into his brain and reveal yes. his memories for that whole second act, more or less, right? Yeah, love that. Part. I don't know. There's there's so much. That's why I think about, like, the set pieces is because each scene is, like, it moves and it goes from location to location, but I think of them each as, like, large set pieces. I was talking about last night with Cody about the, um uh like, the square descent that he has to drive through to get down to the bottom of the place where he's going to plant the bomb. I think that's near where his em- memories end and they come back to the surgery room, but uh holy shit, like, just so many cool ideas that, like, just grab your eyes and make you think, or d- make you, like it doesn't really matter at a certain point what what story it's trying to tell because, again, it's con- just connected visual ideas.
2: Which is it's ironic, too, right? Because I think that a lot of what Tippett talked about with with sort of, like, mass media desensitization, he's using the same techniques to sort of counteract that, right? It's like, like you had said, it's all visuals, it's supposed to be overwhelming, mm-hmm. but it's having sort of an opposite effect, right? Where it's like, it's resensitizing you to this horror that you were sort of desensitized to because it had been sort of, like, parsed out. Yeah. Or you, you didn't even realize that you had been sort of inured to it by the news basically or whatever right
0: yeah i i do also think there is an aspect of it and this is just for 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 me at least uh that this film is like so obviously handcrafted in a way that i i, I mean i can't i can i can compare it maybe to uh like really well animated like drawn animation films where you can kind of tell like oh somebody spent I don't know, a month making this one bird animate, right? And it's like there are so many aspects of this film where you just see a shot and you're just like, this is hundreds of hours, you know, yeah. went into just setting this up. Uh, he 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 talked in an interview about uh, the shot of like the the dead toy soldier bodies, just mm-hmm. like piles and mountains of them. He said it took them like three years of just like volunteers coming in and just like making those and then stacking them to, like, set up that one scene. Right. Which um, is not, It's, like, everything just, in this film is like that. Just
1: copy and paste it, you know? Like, that, <laughs> that'd be the easy way, but well, there's tr- such...
2: Yeah. We get to the, like, the... um What I'm always, like, waxing philosophic about with animation, right? Where it's, like, the fact that it was the labor that it was for this many people over this long period of time imbues it with, like, such a, like, incredible importance because it's, like, these yeah. people loved this enough, they cared about this enough to do this. And it's, like it's like that times like a thousand because it's like, Oh, it was just this one maniac who was making this movie for basically his entire life. And it's like, like for me, it's like, what did he care about so much, right? Like, like, what was it that was so moving to him that he had to express it this way? It's it's really compelling to think about.
0: And the answer was a bunch of guys getting electrocuted, shitting their pants, and then a, a, another guy Underneath slurping all of that up. Yeah. Yes.
2: There's kind of like That's a... What- <laughs> uh, I don't know if this actually, like... If this actually registers, but I there's kind of a lot of like first law of thermodynamics in this, where it's like everything is like reused. Yeah, sure. Literally, like there's a bunch of like everything gets turned into shit. Something eats that shit. It will turn that into something. And then something eats the creature that eats that 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 shit. shit. Yeah, it's like the there's always a bigger fish. In I mean, it.
0: I think that's it's absolutely you know a movie about those kind of cycles, right? Right. And just like um, I mean, you you said they're not natural. I think I I do see a little bit of kind of yeah a survival of the fittest like esque. um. Oh,
2: absolutely with the caveat that there's no real fittest right yes
0: (laughs) there's always a bigger nastier guy right
1: (laughs) nobody's adapted to this weird fucked up world like nobody is well suited for it that that's what i like so much about each individual level or scene was that like there is no apex predator of this scene it's like like you said it's just a series of People shitting and eating and shitting and eating and shitting and right. eating. There's again also, like,
2: very importantly, nothing outside of or beyond the subjectivity of suffering in this movie. Like eventually we get hints of a larger plot, but like I think that's why the cruelty is so warranted, right? Because it's like we we cannot be allowed to see what this machine is making. We can't be allowed to see like what it's aiming toward, what the ultimate plot is. What we have to see are the littlest people inside of it being ground into literal shit over and over again ad infinitum. Um because like that is what's important, right? Like like to focus on how horrible this is for the people in inside the machine is kind of like the important thing yeah
0: that that right. moment with a little hay figure where the it's assassin brutal, is going dude. in through the trap door <laughs> oh it's so sad you know it is brutal. oh that's right and then i like i'm sorry but it is also funny where the creature just keeps jumping on oh, yeah. top of his corpse and it's just like it's, he's already dead it's Come so on. funny but it's like no he's not dead he's he's feeling <laughs> he's each reacting, and every single right. one of
3: those right it's completely different from the other like you know hay figures there's a, faceless drones is what wikipedia is yeah yeah, cool. whatever, yeah whatever yeah whatever the fuck um just uh, when you know because their means of adapting and is to you know like not feel the suffering as much as possible they try to you know they, they die as fast as possible they die <laughs> as fast as possible they in whatever ways that their brains can like dissociate from yeah. the moment like they do that um and that's i i really liked the cadence working up to them because we see yeah like the the legless creature getting you know begging for its life and then getting sliced and diced and and whatever and then it just you know pivot to this new set piece with there's like a lot of things that you know uh they they cannot afford to care for for their livelihoods because well because their livelihood is not really a thing like they can't afford to care whether they they live or they die like that is their means of adapting and i like that works so well as a nice like four or five minute short film of just like hey it's like aliens coming to earth you want to you want to know what the the big c word is um it's Capitalism. You know, I want to know what this is like. Oh, found was... <laughs> me. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I got an announcement for, for off mic. Um, that my full name is the big is codifer. That's the other big C. Um, but I guess to, and you know, to your point, Jason, this is from forever ago, but the, uh, us talking about whether or not the ending of this movie is, is hopeful or not. The fact that, you know, a bomb going off, sure, like we would all, you know, cease to, to be, we would all be repurposed in, you know, like a different way, but it, it, the fact that it is kind of like on, I'm saying our, but you know, it's like on, you know, the Assassin's Terms, it's, it's, you know, for, for, you know, the rest of us, like mm-hmm. the 99%, as opposed to just like, you know uh, uh whatever a uh, craft is gonna fly by and completely like annihilate me and like I will come back and I will do the same thing I'll be shoveling shit I'll be slipping in you know electrocuted guy diarrhea for not, you know, not me though I'm not gonna you. be
0: eating all that gunk up yeah. I'm gonna be the guy at the at the I that forgot I forgot, that's exactly I forgot you're right. different. I was, I was I would be the
2: biggest your guy <laughs> yeah I'm either that or I'm
0: the unseen baby that's just yelling into the speakerphone while all the drones <laughs> just like you know walk non-stop that's um, me
2: it reminds me of like like it's unfortunately maybe because I'm a psychopath, it's always one of my favorite jokes in like a sci-fi or something when it's like there's a robot that is born and then exists for like three seconds and then dies in like the worst possible way. And the whole time they're like, why would you program me to feel pain? It's like (laughs) that's what this movie is over and over again, right? It's like, hey, like why do those Ash people have a burgeoning consciousness? If if their purpose is just to have... But everything in this movie does, right? Like everything is always aware of its suffering and has no... and simultaneously has no idea what part their suffering plays, if any, in any sort of like larger production except for the vague awareness that there is something larger going on, right? And it's like, hey, like, I hate to be, like, blunt about it, but, like, makes you think, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to be alive for, like seventy years and I'm gonna suffer a lot and like there was no real purpose to that and like hey why why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> why was I programmed <laughs> to feel things about this? If if like there wasn't any there's no purpose for that it it shouldn't be happening. <laughs> those
0: those those hay figures don't even get like the comfort of getting to play the PlayStation five. You know exactly. what I mean? Like that's the only thing that keeps me going, but they like, don't even have that. They just have to never toil experience
1: share play or like cross gen uh like free upgrades they'll, they'll never- I, I
0: know they will not get to experience the 60 frames per second god of war you know like it's i feel bad
1: for hdr them. and death stranding will completely pass them by <laughs> uh, uh, i would like to uh, suggest
3: we pause for two reasons one harry i would love for you to find a way to attach that to the no, stage. no I, I dig it uh also I, I saw you eyeing the beans jason i didn't know if you were trying
1: the beans um are we pausing I, I'm, I'm t- no we're not pausing I, I refuse to pause, but I am taking a timestamp because I'm going to get bean boozled. I'm going to see Oh, I'm shit. Myself. Fuck. Wow. Uh, I, would, I would open up the floor to anybody des- else. Describe, Let me, I, uh,
2: describe the nastiest part of the movie to you as you eat the bean.
1: Okay, I need to flick the bean real Folks, quick.
0: we're talking Jesus. about a movie that is about suffering, yeah. and in order to kind of replicate that feeling, we are having Jason. Uh, eat a bean-boozled uh, jelly bean. Please stop. And uh, let's see the flavor. Uh, spin the wheel, please.
3: Bean SMR.
0: We have a habanero. That's got to be the spiciest, right? Uh, uh, the there's a, if you there's take, a ghost If you pepper, take the, pepper, you
3: take the top it? box lever out from underneath it, I think there's like a scale somewhere. Or, sorry, the, the,
1: the, the bigger box. Oh, I see. Or, no, like a, a little bit bigger. Thing, another layer. Um, there, um, we're talking about layers with Mad God. This um, is great. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Great audio format. Second from the top. Also, I, the top.
2: listeners should note that Cody was referring to my pop filter, which came off earlier. I've been holding it like a masquerade <laughs> mask over my <laughs> mic. just like every
3: so, <laughs> time, every so often it brushes up against the mic. And yeah, I probably make sure it probably sucks terrible, but that's okay. what we got Jason for. It's okay. It's okay. He, you, he can edit
0: J- out J- the J- Jason ain't touching that shit. <laughs> that
1: that yeah, is absolutely you know, staying it's it. a.
2: This is an in-person podcast. We're getting loose. We're getting loose with it. How's that feeling? <clears> How's that being...
1: It's a it's a, it's a lot, listeners. Is it really? Cody kind of takes <laughs> those like it a look champ, like a champ, bro. Nothing, yeah, right. It's it's I, I, don't
0: know I had been thinking
2: about this and getting sort of anxious. I was like, Is "What if I bite into that bean? That's <laughs> like the worst thing." What I've if we ever all tasted? bite into a
0: bean and then we just came out <coughs> podcast? Right. We're just sitting around coughing.
3: And it it I'm turns not, out that Cody's just got it. We can
0: continue. We can go to the go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. I got more water. Okay.
3: Yeah. Take. I want a second Jason sentiment uh, sentiment from a little while ago while he's um uh, imbibing the bean. Uh I I expected like my pants to be coated in shit for, as a result of watching this movie. I'm sorry. Oh, it was Like I what I expected <laughs> just like hey you, you better buckle up don't eat anything yeah. for three weeks before watching I just, this board I, board. I
0: literally felt like I was gonna throw up during the surgery yeah. scene the though. surgery like, scene is probably, probably the worst why that's would you good. eat like yeah if I was uh, eating snacks I would stop at that you know but like, I almost saw
3: I almost like I we were talking about how weirdly funny this movie is there's just, like the fact that they kept pulling shit out of it just, oh like, it's extremely like, funny was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, surely, yeah. But, surely he has no more I was like nope here's some necklaces reminded me of that invader's episode
2: where invader's keeps stealing people's organs and at the end of the episode he just has like 600 like <laughs> hearts inside of him and, and they're like, wow, you're so healthy you have so many organs
0: Hey, um, what what do you, real quick question to pose uh, to the fellas here uh, what do what do you guys think of the live action elements of this film? Because a lot of people complained about they,
1: they date it in a way that feels totally normal to me like they they don't look Great! It's they like an see-
0: FMV video game. It's I
1: love it. Like, I, I love it. It, yes. it, it. like the the sections where it's um, live video against like a false background, like when uh, the nurse is handing off the baby to the the ferryman or whatever whoever that is. Those look less great than some other sections. I think like the sections of, I'm saying above ground, but like with Alex Cox and the man in the sky or whatever. Um, those look better because they like cleverly mix the stop motion characters and figurines and stuff, uh, against like sort of industrial backgrounds that look real, or like he's in a chamber with red lighting and stuff. Some of those are really smartly put together. Others don't look as great, but I just took it all as one big, like, oh, this is like a garage punk style, like really grimy looking, not like super high production value movie. That's clearly a labor of effort or just gave me a labor of love, passion project type thing. Right, they, I, didn't mind them, I, I was I like,
3: yeah. I mean, if if this entire thing was stop motion and we didn't have those live action sequences, we wouldn't see this for another 15, 20 years because you would have to stop motion. <laughs> point, those. Yeah. he He's actually like, oh, did. Yeah, God, I gotta fill in these blanks. He with insisted real people.
2: on shooting those scenes with the actors doing stop motion, so they did just have to stand there for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or Mr. Khan, uh, uh, can I just, you stand like this? Very and then minutely bit? change Yeah, therefore, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I really love the live action parts. I really love specifically that like. I love the the idea that, like, we are not given an escape into, like, claymation stop motion, right? It, it's, like, you can almost, like, that's another layer of desensit- desensitization that he steals yeah, that, from you, yeah. right? Is that, like... Oh, like, if this was all just clay or if it was all just stop motion or whatever, we would start to just see it all as, like, oh, it's goop or whatever. And then it's, like, all of a sudden there are just people there. And it's, like, no, flesh is, like, another material I can use against you, motherfucker. (laughs) I really love that about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I liked it. I mean, it was, like, an appropriately... Like jarring is a strong word, but it, it segments the movie, I think, in a good, like it, you know, narratively significant way. And yeah, like the the more materials you can bring in to make me feel the this pain that I was programmed to feel. Just uh, yeah, the better. I, I was all about it. For
2: inexplicable reasons, except that maybe God hates you. Right. right? Well yeah. That or goes, goes without saying. Maybe if the cuckoo clock has anything to say about it, maybe it's just crazy. That's maybe another interpretation, right? Could I be. love being an asshole in interpreting um like double entendre in the, um, I don't even know if that's the right word, but in the title, but it's like, hey, Mad God doesn't mean doesn't need to mean angry. It could just mean fucking nuts. Could just be a crazy god too.
0: I can, that's that's how I took it. See, a real bean boozled
2: god. I mean, um, I kind of took it as like sinners in the hands you. of an angry god until sure. the cuckoo clock, and then I was like, oh, what if he's just fucking crazy? I just this
0: this this God fella, he's a little, you know. Off a, little loose, a little loose, yeah. yeah. A, little, a little
2: fucked up, a little God's freak, the Joker.
0: Yeah, God's, God's a little wait. freak. Yeah, hey, we should, we should. I I know. Yeah, we should talk about the little freaks in this film. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. this are is we, gonna Okay like, Hey, or? folks, it's a fucking sweep. Uh, I think I mean, that all
2: ten categories are just gonna be mad god characters. All, oh yeah,
0: all, all the I think we were probably only five for that. Or oh, the yeah, ten. Yeah, I think no, we five. no we did ten. We for did ten last time. We sim- don't need to we don't Look, need to be. There's more than ten in this film. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. quite a lot of little freaks. Let's do it. I let's mean, break them down. What's we what I mean obviously the guy eating
3: shit. Yeah, the guy I eating shit. I mean that's shit. the number one. The
2: big tooth guy that eats the monkey or
3: whatever he on chops him the up. early yeah, ones. Yeah. Um we I don't know. Off-touch. I mean, so many. I mean who's
0: your who's your favorite little freak in the uh, folder?
3: Little screaming baby.
1: It's freaking. It's little. Yeah. yeah, All it is is a mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. a mouth and a butthole. Yeah, I, I can think
3: of nothing freakier
1: and uh, <laughs> and literally. is that the thing that's on the the
2: television screens that look like the new baby? Oh. No, that's a separate. That's that a, a separate. Is a separate that that a, little freak. That yeah. is also a. It's uh, a baby. Uh,
0: that's I mean, some, uh, it's making a baby sound. I yeah. don't know if that's a bit, could, yeah. yeah, in, mean, infantili- knows, yeah. Infantili- infantilization. Nothing, nothing that we authority. see here
3: has
2: been alive for longer than moments and will not be alive for longer than moments
1: more. <laughs> Um, The little freaks that I want to nominate are the uh, uh, destructive teens spray painting over a a, wall in, I guess, 1986 Berlin or whatever. Yeah, they're big, cool guys. The opposite of little freaks. They're they're little and they're freaks. Dude,
2: can you imagine how funny it would be if all of a sudden during that scene, just a subtitle that said Berlin (laughs) came up? (laughs) Just like in the middle of this inexplicable movie, it's just like Berlin, 1956 or whatever.
0: This is a relatively
2: little, little
0: freak, but an the uh, freak. the what, the last man, the first man, what's what's the Wikipedia I think co-
2: they call him the last man. The Charlie last Cox? Cox. Why the last man? He,
0: he's a <laughs> he's a little freak for not cutting those nails. Dude, you it's so I mean? funny just because, because like, cut nails, dude. You, you think doing? for a
2: second that there's something normal looking in this movie, right? You're like, oh, no. that's Alex Cox, that's just an actor, and then that's all just of a sudden a it zooms out a little bit and it's like, oh no. Nah, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's got uh, big, uh, fucking, freaky fingernails. For no reason, too.
0: You know, it's gotta
3: complicate pretty much everything Each of those individual tends. Fingernails would be the 10 nominees for our Big Freak category. Um, sure, which I think yeah. Uh, did we already say the Alchemist? Alchemist the Alchemist is a, is a great freak. example.
2: Good, yeah. yes. That
1: he's a like a little dwarf looking motherfucker. He's, he's like always maintaining shit. He's cleaning up and tidying up after, it looks like, 300 years is the first time he's tidied. But he looks so happy to be doing Big it. Mood. And mood. And he sacrifices one of his nice little sea creature people. The uh, sea
2: creatures themselves
1: also, two great little freaks. Yes. Oh. I mean, Not little Well, he's got He's got mag- Oh,
0: that's what creatures know. eat. Animals just eat little worms and shit. It's fine. They the maggots; the those are all uh,
1: little little freaks. No, right? the maggots
0: are not little freaks.
1: What about what about the sh- the shit shoveling guys with with the huge dongs that get zapped by by the alchemist.
0: No, the the guy who the the alchemist zaps them with the electricity. Okay, then yeah, I would say I don't think they're freaks.
2: What about the, the fucking Nosferatu guy that brings the the assassin baby
1: i fucking loved that that's probably really one rad. of my favorite yeah. characters and it's like half stop motion half like wispy underwater tendrils oh. thing i really love that i'm gonna character pause then. to say that i said to
3: jason last night or last night uh, the other night no- last, last night, night. Yeah. jesus christ yeah last night out- <clears throat> outside the trial and was like i'm like I don't know if I'm going to rewatch this, but if anything, I need to like relook at some of these things because I'm going to feel like an idiot trying to describe some of these. Y'all are doing a great job, but it is like, oh yeah, the motherfucker that looks like this and he's like <laughs> eating something
0: or getting eaten. Oh, the uh, the creature with the giant testicles. The the oh, bull wait, creature. Which one? There a, are a few of those. There are a few, but there's the one of the giant testicles and then there's the other little guy that sticks his face in its butthole oh, and like eats around in there right, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, with it, like
2: a proboscis or something. Very I quick. When like, can you miss freak. it, little freak. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not yeah. a little freak.
0: There
2: is ass eating in this movie. I forgot about that. Listen, you guys are inse- Ble- you ins- you ins- it? It? insisting this is not a it's, sexualized it's movie. It's for
0: nourishment, not for sexual gratification. Yeah. Dis- Dis- Jason, from the cat, you need boy. to think about these things
1: before I, you say I them. <laughs> ask for nourishment too. I don't know what you
2: mean. Nourishment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, are the bulls with the red eyes near the end? Uh, are they? Are they freaks? Because they looked pretty fucking no. cool. They were one of my favorite. like, Okay, look, we're just pieces. naming. Okay, that's when, clearly not What about not when
2: the freak. assassin is up, like, on the table, and his eye is all fucked up? That's and not, not like,
1: a little freak. It's just,
0: he, it's, he just got this face. He sure. that's pretty freaky, a, kind of, but... but if he chose to look like that if he was like, this is how I'm going to go out yeah. today with my eye bulging There is an up.
1: intentionality to being a little to, freak to that, that must be considered. To that point, what about the surgeon who actually rummages around in there? He seemed to be enjoying. That's just a person
0: doing his job. I, you oh, can't okay. judge them for that. Okay. Yes, now I a do.
3: Steely have, professional. The, the, He's also a victim of capitalism.
0: This is a this is a cop out, and I am afraid will uh, I am afraid it will unfortunately kind of settle the the debate that will go on during the Golden Berries. But ding, ding. the number one uh, Phil. little freak is of course Phil Tippett. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he is. He's gotta win it. Dude, I mean, he's, he's up just, against. You made this film over thirty. You were just like just making gross guys. For we, three spent, years. we spent we
1: spent eighty five minutes with this movie and almost couldn't stand it. I mean, and he th- spent 35 36 years. years staring at the same set of walls no. <laughs> in my
2: living room. He is he is the little freak and probably the little freak of the year. I don't want to, but like we have to like underline just how impressive it is yes. that um we watched a Brian De Palma movie yes.
0: <laughs> this year. I gotta say between yes this and Phantom of the Paradise, like I mean a, those a, are two little freak, a movies. major
2: runner up. With the little freak would just be De Palma himself. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. maybe take it any other year except for this year because we saw Mad God, which is like really like yeah. the eight hundred pounds. Like you can't compete with this. I, I was
0: because with the way we decided on Little Freak, we kind of decided that, and the the trial on did not release their you know slate of films for the year. So they're like, are there going to be enough films with Little Freak? And then they scheduled this, and I was like, yeah. yes, really, there will be fine. Yeah, I'm thinking ringer. there are
3: going to be little freaks. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, we got our own set of little freaks here. Do we need a junk drawer? I feel like the whole movie has been junk drawer thoughts. Do we have bespoke junk drawer thoughts? Or should we jump straight to our final segment of the show?
2: Hmm um
1: i don't have any junk drawer thoughts is what i mean i mean
2: i would probably just reiterate but i I do really like the idea that secretly everything that i'm doing that i think is um opposing something or is making the world a better place is actually part of an elaborate conspiracy to make the world a worse place because that's how i feel all the
3: time so uh thank you mad god seems a little eyebrow for the junk drawer but you know what the world is a twisted (laughs) place i'll take it i got nothing
1: The world is a twisted place. Um, And we have uh, one joyful thing to do in it, and its uh, I'll let Harry uh, help introduce it.
2: Oh, man, this is my PS5. It's the segment that we like to call... Cody's
1: noties! We were so fucking unsaved. Well, we yes!
3: Let's go! Go Woo. figure. I wonder why that was that way. Um, but thank you, I agree. It was great, and I've waited 30 long years for that introduction. <laughs> so thank you for it. Um, getting my pen at the ready. Yeah, so today uh, we're going to be indulging in a little segment I like to call Dad God. Um, and. <laughs> Unlike most other Noti segments, this is going to be a collaborative effort. I just wanted to, to see how this felt. So this is going to be a... wait you two? No, oh. get out of town. No, you three. Cody is the dad god. Ah, okay, yeah, uh, not yeah, not uh, dad god. Not with a dad bod. Or remember, this is an athlete talking. I'm um, not that those two things are mutually exclusive. I was also a stats major, but in, in any case, uh, what are yeah, what y'all are going to do is uh, um, you're going to pay attention to me and you're going to use your combined mental strength and energy and intelligence uh i'm ramping because i'm trying to make eye contact with y'all while also looking at my prompts so this is really strange uh we're doing this in person um you're just gonna listen to some prompts about cinematic ads you're gonna do the best you can Get the best group project grade that you possibly can get. Um, this is one of those group projects where everybody gets the same grade, mm. um, which I know everybody famously loves. So we're so,
0: working together.
3: On you're working thing. together. I've
0: always thought we should do more Cody's Noties that are like we're us well, against don't, Cody. Don't you know what I mean? Hope. So I really I, like the idea of us against Cody. I like like the one v three Mario yeah. Party games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was,
3: I was feeling wholesome with uh, with Aaron in town. I was very tired last night and busy this morning and couldn't think of anything else. And uh, and also that's no, uh, gonna be good. Uh, yeah, maybe the the crosstalk will sound a certain way with this Ooh. setup we'll, we'll see those are those are the three pillars of things that i was thinking about um so yeah if you know if none of those things happen and this is uh you know bad uh, if it's bad god then i i guess i win <laughs> the game so bad bad, bad pod yeah. Ooh, ah. bad god bad pod Ooh. I, you know, I've always thought of myself as more of a mid-god, personally, but um, as always, Trivia Mafia rules apply here, so use your noodles, not your Googles. I'm going to be looking at my phone. Um, Jason has a laptop, so I'm just going to assume he's he's cheating. Now nah, follow your heart. I, you've got super producing to do.
1: Cut off my hands.
3: Um, uh, that was me doing that. Uh, so, prompt number one. The following are four cinematic dads. And I'll read these again as necessary. But we got Michael Caine as Nigel Powers in Austin Powers and Goldmember, oh uh, the most famous of cinematic dads. G- Gene Hackman as Royal Tenenbaum in uh, The Darjeeling Limited. Nice. Uh, uh,
2: wait a minute,
3: <laughs> J.K. It's the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, you know what it is. James Earl Jones as Mufasa in The Lion King, and Jack Nicholson as Jack Nic- as Jack Torrance in The Shining. <laughs> uh, that was an intentional stutter step, Hezzy Jimbo. Please rank these actors in the order of oldest to youngest. Oh. Again, that's uh, Michael Caine, Gene Hackman, James Earl Jones, and Jack Nicholson.
2: I think, isn't Gene Hackman the oldest? He's an old I, I right would put guy. Hackman as the oldest. I yeah. would go
0: Hackman, Nicholson, Jones. Who's the last one?
3: Dude, Michael Caine is definitely older than James Oh oh, Nicholson.
0: Mi- oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Caine.
3: I'm not locking anything in, by the way. I'll, okay. I'll, wait, I'll wait for y'all right. to. Hackman, it out. Hackman Caine. Caine.
0: Jones, Nicholson.
3: You think Jones is younger than I, Nicholson? I,
0: I, I, no, Jones. And then I think Nicholson's Jones is older okay, than is Nicholson, younger than, yeah. Yes. I
2: think that I'm a little bit worried that Cody's tripping us up and that Nicholson is actually older than James Earl Jones. Because it's very difficult for me to gauge how old.
0: Nicholson is quite, he, he's not acted in something in a while, so no. I don't like, I just see pictures of him.
1: I feel like At just Lakers letting games. go <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, on a boat somewhere. Just, just live and live. Honestly,
2: see, he fucking earned it. Yes, he's
0: one of the he best. Is. He could sit
1: on a boat all he wants. Yeah, that's fine. I, I agree. Uh, are we locked in on Hackman, Kane, Jones, and Nicholson? In that order? I am so. Comfor- I'm very comfortable with that. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to swap it. I think James Earl Jones is quite old. James I think Earl Jones just other retired guys
0: are- from, from voice acting. Well, well, I mean, the, but the problem is he's been 60
2: actor? years old for like 50 years. James right? Jones? I, I, that's how I feel about him. I feel like he was 50 years old in A New Hope. Well, but I, mean, like, I, 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 I he yes. still feels fifty years old. I know
1: for during our uh, the conversation episode, we talked about Gene Hackman and how old he is. He's like ninety or something. He's an like old that. dude. That is dude. exceptionally old. Yeah, yeah. I anyway, think he's the oldest. I, I think we're locking in yeah. Hackman, Kane, Jones, Nicholson in that order. All right, so we got oldest to
3: youngest: Hackman, Kane, Jones, and Nicholson. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. All righty. So I'll <clears throat> oh, read God. these off. Uh, also, if you yeah, want to see a young James Earl Jones, uh, he was in Doctor Strangelove, was he not? There's like one of his. Was he? I think so. He's relatively young in uh, Conan the Barbarian. Hmm. Oh, I just added that to my watch list. Okay, I gotta watch that too. Um, in any case, so I, I will now read off the the correct list of these daddies from oldest to youngest. Uh, in the oldest slot, um, king shit, it's Gene Hackman. Hell yeah! Um, he's 92 as of. No, and until January, it's basically. amazing he's still alive. Dude, I mean,
2: don't even say it. I'm, but right, right, but like no, it, right? it is, but
0: <laughs> yes. He he looks like he has not been the healthiest. You know, he seems like a very uh, bacon and eggs every morning. He looks the way
2: he looked in the conversation in 1974.
0: He is, <laughs> he is mopping up that bacon grease with a piece of toast, absolutely every single day.
3: If I was in the French Connection, I would also do that every ding it. dong day. Yeah. Um, number two, the second oldest of these is James Earl Jones, oh, who is it. 91. See, 91. the thing That's is
2: that. So Black men age so much better than white dudes do. That was what got us. Yeah. Is that Michael Caine looks like he's, like, fucking... Million
3: years older than James Earl Jones.
0: Yeah, uh, Michael Caine. That's, cra- right. that's crazy. Right? It's crazy. I gotta find out that
1: how.
3: Uh, number th- uh, number three is uh, Michael Caine. Boy, uh, half-assed Michael Caine. Uh, Who's
2: forty-two years old? <laughs> he is, he is uh,
3: eighty-nine. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And last but not least, Jack Nicholson, who is indeed just uh, a sprightly fifty-one. You know, you looked at. Uh, no, he's eighty-five. <laughs> Dude's old. Nice. Uh, they're all old. Um, so you yeah, have two points. Wow, that's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's not good. Good one. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good, yeah, good. So I, I only got three of these. I wasn't sure how this would feel, but we, we got three of these. So you got two more. Um, we got two points that time. I don't know what to do. Since this is collaborative, nobody's being pit against.
2: Well, yeah. Well, you said you just versus me. So yeah. Cody, what if we get just,
3: above 50%?
2: At the end of it. Give give us a grade and then do something uh, mad god horrible to us if we don't pass.
3: How about it's just y'all get above uh, 50% uh, and I'll buy y'all around when we go out tonight. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, Fireball shots only. We try love the fucking sauce.
3: (laughs) There will be a tweet maybe if we remember to do it. If we don't try loving the fucking sauce too much. Um, In any case, uh, number two. The following are four cinematic dads. Got uh, Sean Connery as Professor Henry Jones in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. We got, uh, James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Double Daddy over here. Double Daddy. Double Daddy. Double, and double Daddy Double Duty. Uh, holy buckets. Uh, Craig T. Nelson as the voice of, uh, Bob Parr, aka Mr. Incredible, aka Monsignor Koyab! Uh, in Bob The Incredibles. <laughs> and The Incredibles too, I guess. And then, uh, finally, Robin Williams as Daniel, uh, Daniel Hillard, uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, he also plays Mrs. Doubtfire and Mrs. Doubtfire, but Mrs. Doubtfire is not <gasps> what? a daddy. Yeah. What? Um, please rank these movies, those four movies, in the order of highest to lowest international box office gross. Ooh, uh, and again, those four movies are Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, The Empire Strikes Back, The Incredibles. I'll say The Incredibles, uh, two thousand four is The Incredibles, and Mrs. Doubtfire from nineteen ninety three. Okay, so The Incredibles.
2: Incredibles. You think so? I think Incredibles, yeah. Adjusting for wait, are wait. we adjusting for inflation? No, never adjusting for inflation. It's gotta be incre- Incredibles. Probably Empire, Crusade, Incredibles, Empire, Crusade, and Doubtfire.
1: I think Doubtfire's thrown in there to Probably. fuck us up. Probably Crusade was very like it was, it was, criti- it was critically like or sorry box office it was it was pretty big. It smashed. Well, yeah, so it was, it was a whole.
2: But like, fucking so yeah, I mean compared to sure. Disney, stuff. Uh, actually. Empire, Technically, it's all do.
0: Disney stuff now, motherfucker. What? <laughs> uh, no, right. no, no, no. So, okay, two questions. Are we putting Empire Crusade up top? Uh, I, I could I, see Crusade
1: I, I, think, I, I, I think. You know, I'm let's gonna go gonna Crusade. Say, it, no, no, no. no I, I, I'm saying Incredibles
0: is on top. Oh, so. I think third. for sure. It's on yeah. Uh, that probably made a billion. Yeah. Right? I mean. I don't know. Maybe not quite a billion, but I'm it made quite 500 comfortable saying million. That I feel he, like. That
1: the family animated movie from 2004. Made right. more money With than inflation. Else right. Here, that's right. well, and also like not a, a weird thing
2: about what the box office Cody is that totally like correct. starting in like 1995, movies just started making like insane. Well, that's what more I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incumbent. okay.
0: Incredibles. Do we think that for number two? Do we think that Empire or Crusade uh, made more money? I'm willing to go Crusade. Probably
2: Crusade. It's the Sean third. Sean Connery
0: is the third film. Indiana Jones. Yeah. I'm going. Okay. How about Incredibles? Crusade. What if we went Mrs. Doubtfire? through a wrench in there. I'm going Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I, sounds, sounds, I feel like
1: he wouldn't have put it in there. We can't. The, we can't it during it's his prime, Empire, dude. I don't know. That movie Sorry, was did, like what
0: year? What year did uh, Crusade and Empire? What year did they come uh, out? I was I about was to say that.
3: Oh, I didn't include those. Um, Empire was I mean? that 80. Crusade was like late '80s, right?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna put Crusade. Do oh, You know when Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire
3: was
0: '93? I think. I'm yeah. i look. Me personally, I would go Incredibles. Crusade, Doubtfire, Empire. That's fine. what I would do, but that I could be, I could be. Up. That's no,
2: that's fine with me. I guess. That's what I've got i got Robin list. Williams is like a mega star by '93, yeah. right? So like, I don't
0: that's know. That's what I think, but I, I mean, are we finding that? I, I mean, locking.
2: I wouldn't be surprised to find is number two is what I'll say, but yes, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. But so given the competition here, I think we have to go. The Incredible. Is it? Maybe number I one. shouldn't be second guessing Maybe Star Wars. Jones, it? It. yeah. let Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is number two. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is number three, and. Empire Strikes Back is number four. That's such a crazy thing to say. It, it really is. is. Yeah. But, but we're, Empire's going to be about, number one with a bullet. <laughs> re,
3: re, reading these back, so we got uh, The Incredibles at one, uh, Last Crusade at two, Doubtfire at three, and Empire Strikes Back at four. This is correct. Now I'm, now I'm dude, really dude Shut our, up. Our three listeners are because
2: like, like throwing things at the wall Wasn't right
0: Wasn't the second Pirates movie the first to make a billion? Oh, I don't know. We can't. We we're, we're right, oh, and there,
3: oh, there is a daddy in that movie, right? Bo- Bootstrap Bill Turner. Because it was like, uh, that Rush, dark night me. the first like a billion, <laughs> Jeffrey so Rush a father in that movie. He's a daddy.
0: The Incredibles no, might have been a like a father. The, the Incredibles might have been like more of like a slow burn success. Anyway, please read it. I'm All worried right. I led
3: us astray. All yeah. right, so here we go. Uh, in order from highest earners internationally to. Lowest earners, yeah. um, all these movies made a shitload of money, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, at number one, uh, with a bullet, with $631 million worldwide, we've got The Incredible. Yes!
4: Ooh. Let's go, baby! Ooh. I don't lose! <laughs> uh,
3: at number two, with $538 million, we have The Empire Strikes. <laughs> by- all, right, all at right. Number three, uh, with $474 million internationally, we've got Indiana Jones. Oh, in the last year, so, uh, uh, and at $441 million, you know, close. That's, uh, Mrs. That's Doubtfire. Very that's so much that money, for very, very close.
2: Like, I would not have put. Mrs. Doubtfire just we like
0: We always
1: try and second the Cody it's, He's never
0: fucking with yeah. us in that manner I don't think We always like Cody slipped this one in as
1: He must be thinking like Oh they're gonna think I'm fucking he's him just, up He's I'm like 16,
2: 16 psychological steps ahead of us He's like he, he's reverse, the guy reverse who reverse plays like 40
0: psychology. games of chess at once And just goes around to each right. board We DR. are all
1: Will Graham and he is Hannibal
3: <laughs> <laughs> Again y'all, y'all forget well, The one time we did fucking Dan's detour I think, I'm think i pretty sure I got like no points yeah, I used to being on that side of it as I in this, you know, by trade I'm an athlete, but you know, it, on this side of the table, you know, I can't play the game, so I, you know, I'm just I'm, Listen, I'm coaching, I'm throwing, li-
1: I'm just throwing shit out so others can play the game. Listen to episode 189 on Mandy featuring Dan Nagin and uh, fun Dan detour at the end of that episode.
2: Welcome to Dan's
1: Detour. (laughs) Just that truck sound effect (laughs) that everybody
2: uses. (laughs) Oh, it's so good, dude. It's when they they leave the horn going as they drive by. It's one of my favorite, like... Ooh. It's the
3: Wilhelm Wilhelm scream of car. Really guys, by the way, MP there was a screens. Wilhelm
2: scream in Mad Guy.
3: Yes, there was. I wrote I it down. There was. Yes. Yep.
0: Wasn't that one of the guy? One of the guys falling off the catwalk. It was. I think it like was like back
3: crushed, wasn't it? Oh, okay. It was like yeah. It was. Like, it it, it wasn't was somebody nonsense. on screen. I think it was just something you heard. and It was garb, gar, gar, uh, yeah. garbled. Yeah, I actually. It's like maybe it it's one of my like. I usually. Can't stand the Wilhelm scream. Oh now. I love it. Oh, it's love it. one of my I, five favorite things up. on on this planet. Still?
0: I'm just day. pointing at the scrum like Yeah. If I'm oh, not yeah, if
3: great. I'm not in a theater, if a Wilhelm scream happens, I, I scream. Like you, <laughs> you all know this. Like I, I every time I go, Yes <laughs> Oh wow, that's great! Okay. And okay. I, hopefully, I can be screaming yes um, when I see uh, you know either myself succeed in this game or my my uh, my friends succeed. We got really so, yeah, yeah, to really nail this one to get over fifty percent. So you have yeah. three total points Possibly. out of a possible eight. That's thirty-seven and a half percent. Uh-huh. If I did the math correct, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, I'm we right. Gotta probably. Nail this last one. Yeah. All right. So um, the third and final prompt: The following are four cinematic dads. <laughs> We've got Nicolas Cage as Cameron Poe in Con Air from 1997. Uh, I did have the years that last time, but we got them all right. The '89 for Last Crusade. Nice. That's I know everybody was wondering about that. Uh, so Nicholas Cage as Cameron Poe in Con Air from 1997. Tom Hanks as Sam Baldwin in Sleepless in Seattle from the Year of Our Lord 1993. Uh, Matthew McConaughey as Joseph Coop Cooper, uh, Joseph Poop Pooper in Interstellar from 2014, and Dennis Quaid as Jack Hall in 2004's The Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Please rank these actors in the order of tallest to shortest.
2: Alright, let's see. Give, Nick, us the, give us the actors yeah, one
0: yeah, more time. Oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> so, that's right. uh,
3: we got Nick Cage, Tom Hanks, Matt McCon and Dennis Quaid.
2: I feel like Tom Hanks is over 6 feet.
3: Yeah, I think he's maybe the tallest. Six, one, six, two.
2: Um, I could see Quaid being pretty tall too. I don't think I, McConaughey's very tall. I want to say I put McConaughey
1: is like, at the bottom. I would put Quaid either third or fourth. Sorry, who else are we about? Third the fourth? or fourth tallest? We're talking fourth. about Nick Cage, Tom Hanks, McConaughey, and Dennis Quaid. Oh, Cage.
2: Nick, Nick Cage is not a tall guy. Cage right? is. I, I, I think, think he's, he's pretty, pretty tall. He's got to be sub six feet.
1: I don't think. I don't think He's that's not true. as
2: tall as Cher is in Moonstruck.
1: I mean, he was also twenty three. Nobody's in
2: as tall as Cher, period. I mean, do you Hanks. grow? Do
1: you grow a lot
2: post twenty three, Jason? I did. Hanks, uh-huh. Quade, Cage,
0: it In what way, though, McConaughey. Big Daddy? How do we feel H- about that? Ooh. Which one? Hanks, uh, Quade, Cage, McConaughey.
1: That's that. I think that's where I would put it. Uh, I I have no great reason why, but it feels weird for uh, Matthew McConaughey to be the shortest of these four guys. I I'm okay going with it because it's like we're we're running up on uh, two hours, but no, we're not. What we started at three, didn't we? Why are we no, talking about this? No, um, I don't. I don't know. Tom Hanks doesn't doesn't have tall guy vibes to me. I would put. Are you crazy? Tom Hanks is so clearly tall. I he's I six. He's got to be six two. I can't. Come if up he's with not six
0: two, I'm I'm leaving this place
1: and you'll never see me again. Okay, I'm I'm six, okay. Two. I'm okay locking those in. Yeah, yeah Jason, six, you'll but, have the moral victory. I can see him 64. six four. four. I'm very comfortable. In Maybe those in what? those assumptions, so I think we are he's, going. With he's big. Order, or from order of tallest to uh, least tall, we're going: Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, Nicholas Cage, and Matthew McConaughey. They may not all be tall
0: kings, but they are all kings. Hey, that's, the...
3: that's right.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: and reading those back, we got Hanks, Quaid, Cage, and McConaughey. That's... Correct. Alrighty. There's a lot on the line here. Uh, Fuck. I Fuck. So we
0: have reiterate that we anyway. have three out of eight. We need to. This is twelve. We so we need to get three of these correct. Yeah, to get fifty to to percent. Get 50% yeah. Percent to
2: Jesus Christ.
0: All right. We can do
3: it. Um. So here's the thing. Nick Cage is seven feet tall. <laughs> uh, he should have been hooping. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage is six foot, six foot even, six foot oh. Tom Hanks is six foot even. Matthew McConaughey is six foot even. You motherfucker. Dennis Quaid is six foot even. You, uh, so you, any order you submitted on. is correct. First round's wow. on me, boys. Oh. Cha-ching, cha-ching.
4: Wow! What a that's what a so guy! Nice
3: oh man! Wow! The, and the, oh, we're looking for the actual victory. Uh, it is mine because I was able to wedge in the day after tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I felt that one. Coming. So they are all tall kings. Yeah, they're all yeah they're all six, six feet. Foot.
3: That's what? the tall. Kings. I do I do agree that Tom Hanks. Seems he like he seems 6'2, 6'4. I mean, McConaughey also seems at least like he would be 6'1 to to, to, me. to you? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Dennis he does not him. seem 6 feet. I want, like, just watched the Dreamscape
1: him. and he's just like, yeah. I, he doesn't seem that tall. Right. Yeah, God. Um, well, Nick Cage I, could be four foot six
3: or or cinematographer seven allowed to yeah, put the know.
0: camera wherever they want, making <laughs> see, some people seem taller. Well, see, and now are.
2: this is a this is fascinating, right? Because psychologically, why were we so sure of discrepancies, right? Like, what is it about these men that suggests such differences? You know, Stature. Hanks wears a
0: lot of like overcoats in his films. I think yeah, I think it's maybe it. the '90s the fashion,
2: thing. right? That like when I think yeah. of yeah. Hanks, I think of like big suits, like suits mm.
3: that he has I think a
2: lot of I think I think of
3: Joe versus the volcano where he's young sprightly he's i mean like kind of the mcconaughey thing where they're just like string beans of yeah. people yeah. where it's yeah like seven foot eight and like this <laughs> 85 pounds what? fucking for whatever
2: reason mcconaughey strikes me as somebody who's like a little scrapper i guess hmm. maybe it's russ cole russ cole doesn't seem like he's six feet tall to me he, he seems like but, he's oh that's actually a good point 14 inches for, tall yeah, for, for, we, for me for whatever reason russ cole is like five foot nine or yeah. something you know mm.
4: Wow.
3: That was all I had. Yeah, yeah well. Uh, that's, um,
1: thank you for submitting to the dad god. A- hey, <laughs> call us the glad gods because that ended really, really positively. You really pulled that one out of the hat. Yeah, very thank nice, Cody. Cody, as always. One I, I can expend a- less mental energy on these things if I
3: just it's like ah, fuck it, we all win. <laughs>
1: it's Woo-hoo! a gimme for the boys. Uh, and for our in- first in person episode in a long time, since what, the Halloween-a-thon? Which. A year ago. You weren't able to join for that episode, were you? Right. No, I
3: was not. So for, no. first for me since uh, the face-off episode with Dan With Dan, Dan Nagin, back Nagan. in my old,
1: old office, it was like two jobs Many ago. years ago. That was 2020, beginning of 2020. It was like uh, February, it March. It feels
2: like it was... It's literally years it, yeah. Than that. God,
1: we've I'm, I've <laughs> been like eight different people since then. It's <laughs> we'll have to figure this out. If anybody wants to make this happen on Sundays, uh, we can we can do this in person sometimes. Yeah, I would like that sometimes.
2: Except for Aaron, but maybe if,
1: maybe I'm yeah. in Chicago next week. If you want me to bring the recording stuff. We can record an episode while I'm in town. We can figure something out. <laughs> we can figure something out. Uh thank you so much, listener, for listening to this episode about Mad God. It is on shutter. I believe. If you weren't able to catch it at the trilon, uh yeah. check it out. It is a bloody gross good time. Um, and uh check us out on Twitter at Trilove Podcast. Find the trilon at Trilon Cinema and at Trilon.org. There's a great into the twenty first century dystopia series playing, and we're gonna be covering as many we've already got a couple of guests lined up for various episodes throughout that series. It's gonna be tough to fit them all in, but we are really excited about all of them. Check out uh the scheduling and tickets at trylon.org and I want it feels weird to look at you guys in the eye while I'm saying these things but I feel like I feel like conversing I is easier too, than, than we'll, announcing we'll, we'll get it done. uh what we'll okay uh thank you for listening my name is Jason Daphnis our podcast is called try love uh my twitter handle is at nintendoofus uh
3: another fine entry into the annals of the Rashomon rule uh the movie that we talked about not this episode I assume we're, we're past that um which hey that's fine and we do that often so whatever um yeah shout out you know what shout out to Rashmon That's a perfect film D- out. by Akira Kurosawa. I'm not gonna do the whole spiel I've been Cody Narvison you can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH
2: I mean listen the guy maybe the movie's shorter than Rashomon. The, the dude's been working on it for like most of his fucking life. It's fine. We can talk about it for He's a He's been working life. on
3: it for longer than I've been
2: alive. Right. Presumably. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine? And this is the movie. Man, what a fucking little freak. I love it. I'm Harry Mack and you can find me on Twitter at Chitake Harry.
0: My name is Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at RB. please. <clears throat> Let's see how this goes. <clears throat> la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> if in spite of this, you still do not listen to me but continue to be hostile toward me, then in
1: my anger I will be hostile toward you.
3: You know what? I'm gonna pause. And t- I said hostile in two different ways. Do people do that? Hostile hostile, hostile, hostile. I'm okay.
1: I'm okay with you mixing it. I mean, mixed mediums, hostile, mixed movie. Hostile. hostile.
3: Okay. Well, here I-, I regret stopping. Then I'll just. You know what? I'll do what feels natural. <clears throat> Take two. Hit it. If in spite of this you still do not listen to me but continue to be hostile toward me then in my anger I will be hostile toward you and I myself will punish you for your sins seven times over. You will eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and pile your dead bodies on the lifeless forms of your idols, and I will abhor you. I will turn your cities into ruins and lay waste your sanctuaries, and I will take no delight in the pleasing aroma of your offerings. I myself will lay waste the land so that your enemies who live there will be appalled. Thank you.